today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith The grace that God shows us along the way needs to be shown to others along the way. How God has dealt with you, so deal with others. That's what the life of David is teaching us. That's where he is at this moment, at this time. He is betraying grace. We have to recognize that God uses things in our lives to perfect us. Someone has said, don't fight your problems and setbacks. What should we do? Use them. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. Changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. Throughout the earthly ministry of Christ, several parables were given to the disciples that illustrated God's grace. The primary focus of these parables were to give an example of how we should display the grace of God to others. In today's message, Pastor Ed will reflect on this crucial element of our faith and how we are to be gracious to others. In our study, we learn how God desires to shape and mold us into the image of His Son through forgiveness and grace. Is there someone that you've yet to forgive? Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, When Life Hurts. Building in faith. In this culture, we're so materialistic, and it impacts all of us. And so perhaps it's a conversation or a circumstance that awakens in your heart a sense of your own sinfulness. For David, when he heard those words, bloody hands, oh, he wasn't thinking of Saul's house, but he did did think of Uriah. He did remember a prayer. And this was divine discipline in his life. Now, we can reject it or submit to it. We can run from it or we can accept it and grow by it and through it. And he chooses the latter. He would submit to divine discipline. In verses 11 to 13, then David said to Abishai and all his officials, my son who is my own flesh is trying to take my life. How much more than this Benjamite? Leave him alone. Let him curse, for the Lord has told him to. It may be that the Lord will see my distress and repay me with good for the cursing I'm receiving today. So David and his men continued along the road while Shimei was going along the hillside opposite him, cursing as he went, throwing stones at him and showering him with dirt. Abishai was one of David's generals. He was a nephew. And Abishai... He ruled by force and power. He said, lift that man's head from him. Let's shut his mouth. Let's silence him now. Uh, Before, Abishai had done that with Saul as well. He was ready to kill Saul. David says, no, I see God's hand in it. When suffering and trials And pain come into your life. Oftentimes we say, Lord, 
Is it because of something I've done? doesn't mean that we've done something and that's why we're suffering. But what it should do, it should humble us so that we go before God and say, Lord, let this trial sanctify my heart. Let it make me into a man or a woman of God. When we come to those painful places of life, and we come to them, and they are there, it is our opportunity to say, Lord, do a work in me. In the book of Proverbs, the author says in verses 11 and 12 of chapter 3, My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline. Don't be upset when he corrects you, for the Lord corrects those he loves. Just as the father corrects a child in whom he delights. Because of the pain, we could look for an anesthesia. Because of the pain of discipline, we could busy ourselves. We can quiet ourselves and just silence his voice. What we ought to do is this. Stop. Be still. Practice some time of solitude and silence and say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And let God's refining fire change you. Sometimes we have to just stop running. And start waiting. When you go through the difficult time, when you go through the times of testing and trial, remember, God will take care of what you go through. You take care of how you go through it. You determine your response. Oh, Lord, here I am. So he accepts divine discipline and he rejects any sense of payback now what's going to happen is David leaves Jerusalem but a war ensues and Absalom is killed on the battlefield and now David's going back to Jerusalem and the welcome parties are all out you know it's amazing how many friends you have when you're on top of the world and how few friends you have when you are on the bottom. He's now going back to Jerusalem. And as he comes back to Jerusalem, there's a crowd of people gathering. There's a thousand, a thousand Benjamites. Those are the people of the tribe of Saul. And guess who's leading them? Well, let's read the verses. Verse 19 of chapter 19. May my Lord not hold me guilty. This is Shimei speaking. He's fallen now at David's feet. He's come over the river, and now he's fallen at his feet. He says, do not remember how your servant did wrong on the day my Lord, the king, left Jerusalem. May the king put it out of his mind, for I, your servant, know that I have sinned. But today I have come here as the first of the whole house of Joseph to come down and meet my lord, the king. When he said those words, I have sinned, 
it would have echoed in the heart of David when confronted by Nathan, the prophet, and he said, I have sinned. Sometimes the sins of others remind you of your own sin. Sins maybe you committed long ago or are recent. But you look and you think, oh Lord, hear David's heart as he hears the words from Shimei, I have sinned. Now, Abishai comes onto the scene again. David's, one of David's generals, he's ready to lift Shimei's head off of his shoulders again. Uh, Listen to the conversation that goes on. Because what's going to happen is there's going to be political wisdom. He's politically wise, David, in this situation. Then Abishai, the son of Zariah, said, shouldn't Shimei be put to death for this He cursed the Lord's anointed. Now, picture the Middle East. Picture someone cursing one of the sovereigns, one of the kings there. Even today, you might not hear from them anymore. (laughs) Back then, especially. And here, Abishai is saying he deserves, this was a capital crime. And it was a crime. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, don't even curse the king in your heart. And Shimei, along the way, curses David. And now, a time later, he comes and he repents. And here's Abishai. He said, he cursed the Lord's anointed. Verse 22, David replied, what do you and I have in common, you sons of Zariah? This day you have become my adversaries. Should anyone be put to death in Israel today? Do I not know that today I'm king over Israel? David was wise because here's Shimei leading a group of a thousand people. And all he had to do is, okay, let's execute Shimei now. He doesn't. The thousand would have fled in fear and fright. And he knew how fragile things were in the nation at that time. He was wise. Sometimes in our own lives, we suffer situations and circumstances where we have to deal with difficult situations. And we need wisdom. And David demonstrated that wisdom. There was a potential for civil war at that time. And in chapter 21, you read that potential. But watch what David does. Not only is he politically wise, but he's personally merciful. Verses 22 to 23, David replied, What do you have in common, you sons of Zeruiah? This day you have become my adversaries. Should anyone be put to death in Israel today? Do I not know that today I'm king over Israel? So the king said to Shimei, You shall not die. Where had you heard those words before? Don't you remember? David had taken a life. David had committed adultery. David had covered it up for a year. And David comes and said, I have sinned. And Nathan says, you shall not die. And now 
David is mirroring his relationship with God into his relationship with Shimei. He says, you shall not die. The grace that God shows us along the way needs to be shown to others along the way. How God has dealt with you, so deal with others. That's what the life of David is teaching us. That's where he is at this moment, at this time. He is betraying grace. We have to recognize that God uses things in our lives to perfect us. Someone has said, don't fight your problems and setbacks. What should we do? Use them. David is going to use the pain David is going to use the opportunity. David is going to use all of these things to allow him to become the man that God planned him to become. What's God using in your life? What painful circumstance in your family, at your job, in your home, might you be going through, that God might be shouting clear and loud to you, my son, my daughter, I'm trying to shape your life. Yield yourself to me and become that vessel that I want you to be. So he rejects any payback, but he anticipates the predictable. David is on his deathbed now, and commentators are divided on this. And uh, some of the sermons or, that I looked at never even mentioned it, because it's a difficult passage to understand. David's on his deathbed, and he's talking to Solomon, giving him instructions. And he says, I want you to remember Shemei, the son of Gerer, the Benjamite from Berum, who called down bitter curses on me the day I went from Emmanuel, when he came to meet me at the Jordan. I swore to him by the Lord, I would not put you to death by the sword, but now do not consider him innocent. You are a man of wisdom. You'll know what to do to him. Bring his gray head down to the grave in blood. Now the commentators are divided on this. Some just say, you know what happened at this moment? David had a flashback, and he was going to take revenge. David was going to get even now, because that's a hard thing not to fight. I don't think that's what's happening. I think what is happening here is this. David is setting up his house, knowing that his days are numbered for the coming generations What David is doing at this moment is he's securing the house of his son Solomon. Because Absalom, just prior to this in the first chapter of 1 Kings, Absalom's younger brother, Solomon's older brother, rebels. And there's another revolt in the nation. And David is thinking God's purpose must be fulfilled in and through Solomon. And so he calls Solomon. He says, you know, Joab has done some wrong things. And there's some good things that people need to be rewarded for. Shimei, he's not innocent. 
I think what he was saying was this. Shimei's heart has not changed. See, God can pour grace and mercy into our life. But unless we receive it, and unless we embrace it, we won't be changed by it. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. Shimei is in that situation where all the kindness shown to him never changed his heart towards the house of David. But what Solomon does is he says to Shimei, Shimei, you're not to leave Jerusalem. You're to stay within the precincts of Jerusalem. You're not to pass the Kidron River. You're not to go outside of this area. And we'll pick up that conversation in verses 42 to 43 from the message translation. Solomon then called for Shimei and said, didn't I make you promise me under God and give you a good warning beside that you should not leave this area? That if you left, you would have decreed your own death sentence? And didn't you say, oh, thank you. I'll do exactly as you say. So why didn't you keep your sacred promise and do what I ordered? What had happened was two of Shimei's servants or slaves, they had escaped and gone to a far-off kingdom. And Shimei said, I'm just going to go and pursue them and get them back. And he did, and then he came back to Jerusalem. But in doing that, what he was doing was disregarding the king's authority. He was ignoring the king's command. And it showed that rebellion never left the heart of Shimei. Watch the conversation go further. The message translation once again. 44 to 46. Then the king told Shimei, this is Solomon speaking, deep in your heart, you know all the evil that you did to my father David. God will now avenge that evil on you. God doesn't always pay at the end of the week, but he does pay in the end. But King Solomon will be blessed and the rule of David will be sure thing under God forever. The king then gave orders to Benaiah, the son of Judiah. He went out and struck Shimei dead. Now listen to the commentator. Listen to the text. The kingdom was now securely in Solomon's grasp. What the biblical writer is saying to us is now there was peace. Now the kingdom was secure. Now Shimei would not be involved in any plan to revolt against Solomon or undercut his rule or authority. There are a lot of things that we could say about this text. As I thought about the text, I remembered a situation in my own life when I was a young pastor of 30 years of age in Rockland County in Chestnut Ridge. My mother was dying from complications of leukemia. And I would travel back into the city and back into Rockland County. And during that time, 
we knew that her days were short. And I wanted her to be prepared to go to heaven. Now, she was a godly woman. She prayed. She loved the Lord. But I wanted to make sure that there was no unfinished business, that there was closure. Her husband, my father, and her had a rocky marriage, and uh, they weren't together. They hadn't lived together for decades. But I wanted to make sure before she died and before she left this world that there was closure. And so I called up my father, and I asked him to come and meet me at the hospital because mom was dying. Dad came, met me at the hospital, and he wasn't there long before he began to argue with my mother about the past, blaming relatives for the friction and the marriage and for all the trouble that they had during the years. And I realized at that moment in the hospital, though my intentions were good, I had made the wrong decision. Because when my father left, my mother had even a heavier burden on her heart. I realized that my father had not changed and he wasn't really capable of putting the past behind and being able to have an amiable conversation and and having closure. I think David realized that Shimei would have been a thorn into Solomon's flesh for all of his days, and that Shimei's heart had not been changed by the grace and the mercy shown to him. All through the journey, we're going to be on both ends of that. Sometimes, like Shimei, we've said things that we shouldn't have said, done things that we shouldn't have done. And when we should have picked somebody up, maybe we didn't help him and use that opportunity. At other times, we've been the recipient, like David was, of someone who just disappointed us when we were down and out and they hurt us. The key is to take our hearts before God, like Isaiah 118. Come now, let us reason together says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. God has given each one of us grace. And to profit from that grace is so important. All of us, to our core, are sinners. And God disciplines us along the way. If we could recognize that and accept that, we can grow from it. And often he may use people or circumstances. And and when he does, recognize it. Otherwise you wind up taking suffering 101 again. (laughs) And you just never graduate. And you say, why has this gone on for 40 years? (laughs) But, But just... Move on with God and and don't ever, don't reject it, don't retaliate. But don't end the race like Shimei did, not profiting 
from the grace and the mercy shown to you. We're so glad you joined us today for another edition of Building in Faith. As Dr. Ed Jones teaches more from the incredible life of David, we hope that you've been encouraged by today's message and that you desire to seek God's will for your own life. Following God is an adventure and definitely goes against the grain of the world, but it's filled with the freedom that grace provides and blessings beyond compare. Would you like to know more about having a relationship with God? We'd love to tell you more. Please give us a call at 845-462-5955 and let us share how Jesus has changed our lives. If you'd like to learn more about the Building in Faith radio ministry or to hear more messages from Pastor Ed, visit our website at buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll also find more information about Pastor Ed and the activities for your family at Faith Assembly. Our church has weekly services on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and again on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We would be honored to have you join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area. Each service is spent in fellowship with other believers, learning more about our Savior, and praising Him for all that He has done for us. Give us a call for more information. Our number again is 845-462-5955. We hope today's message has blessed you, and that no matter what is happening in your life right now, you're turning to Jesus for the love and guidance you need. Please join us next time on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed dives deeper into the life of David. Your word restores and